Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles podcast. My name is Will Stone. His name is Chase Caldwell. Uh, let's let's set the stage a little bit uh, b- before we dive into it. So, um Funny how things work. Chase and I were uh, catching up uh, last night. I was watching the Mavericks, uh, unfortunately, lose to the Golden State Warriors. Um, it got to be a blowout there at the end. I was playing roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, yeah, which was probably a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my iPad, which is like, like I don't know. For, there's something about playing the old school roller coaster tycoon yeah. on the iPad that's just like it's better than an app. Is that like a? Is it like Sim City? Where you build your own like theme park? Yeah, did you never play Roller Coaster Tycoon? I, I think I did. I think I did, but I played SimCity Surely a lot you more. Did. I played SimCity a lot more. Uh, and then I, I, I never really played SimCity, but Zoo Tycoon and Roller to- Coaster Tycoon, man, I made some awesome zoos. Killed a lot of people on Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> by like the leading part of the track, and then the roller coaster would blow up and yeah. you know, pick them up and drop them in the water and drown them and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. my. My favorite thing about SimCity was building a city and then blowing it up. Of course. Um, Formative years. Yeah. Formative years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're texting last night and, you know, uh, we've been uh, like we were just like just catching up on some podcast stuff and, uh, you know, doing some planning for the summer and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I get ready to go to bed and I check my phone like we didn't discuss our, our next recording. And I get on Twitter before I go to bed like I normally do. And I see these quotes from Nick Saban and <laughs> we'll get into to what those quotes were here in a bit. But um, I, I was going to, you know, leave it alone and like maybe we hit it on our next episode next week or something. Well, then I wake up this morning and Jimbo calls a press conference for like 10 a.m. this morning to uh, fire back, as it were, at, at Nick Saban, um, which just set Twitter on fire. It was uh, a very, very fun day. Uh, in in the Twitter sphere, um, just all kinds of pettiness, trash talk. Um, a lot of people calling out Saban. I, I was a little surprised. A like lot a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people, people just give national him national media. Yeah, yeah, big names. And I'd say it was probably like you know ninety five five. You know, at, at least ninety ten in, in favor of yeah. uh, or against Nick Saban. Not necessarily in favor of Jimbo, but. Um, you know, he usually gets the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's, you know, the goat, as they say. You know, I, I, I still, I think you can still think that he's the best college coach of all time, and still criticize him for the stunt he pulled yesterday. So, oh, there's um, no doubt. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. Right, right. So, um, once all this happened, and then Saban actually ended up coming on a show later in the day, and uh, and you know, backtracked a bit, but. 
when all this was going down, I was like, I was like, hey Chase, like we need to get a pot off this evening because <laughs> this is <laughs> this is uh, this is pretty topical right now. So um, to start, you know, so I I opened Twitter last night and I see this tweet. It says Nick Saban says uh, it's in quotes, so like you know. I'm assuming this is word for word, and it's shocking to me. It says, uh, Texas A&M bought all their players last year. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that's that's a bit extreme. There's no way Saban said that. This guy's paraphrasing. And then I see the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um, I'll just play the clip uh, so you guys can – can have some contact. I'm sure you've all seen it, but if not, uh, here's here's Nick Saban. You know, this is this is straight from him. But I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Um, <laughs> I, let me say, let me say, I I did not get on Twitter last night, and I did not see that um, last night. This was the most absurd thing that I saw today, and and let me start by saying, this morning I stopped at Seven Eleven. And DoorDash came in and said, hey, I'm here to pick up a DoorDash order. And somebody DoorDashed two Slurpees from 7-Eleven. And I thought to myself, that's the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And not 10 minutes later, I watched that video. And I thought to myself, that's the most absurd thing I've seen in my entire life. Man. <laughs> That's a high bar too with the Slurpees. Yeah, I mean they had to have been paid fifty bucks for those two Slurpees. Like, I didn't even know you could DoorDash from Seven Eleven to begin with. But man, um, Saban, yeah, just just coming out and and just throwing out some crap, you know. And and I'll say, like you mentioned earlier, he's he's always been untouchable in a lot of ways he could do things that other coaches could do and and nobody would really criticize him and you know they'd kind of tippy toe around him and that's that's understandable because you know he's such a winning coach you know but this was just stupid i mean just absolutely unfathomable i mean he would even think that that was a, a good thing to say and like he wasn't even asked about A and M. Like he was only asked about, like I couldn't find the question, but I bet the question was like, "Hey, like, what are your thoughts on NIL?" You know. <laughs> and he oh, I, I went back. I, I went back and watched the whole thing, and I'll tell you what it was. Um, they 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 asked him. Well, there was another guy that was there, and I don't know who that guy was. And I think he's their basketball coach. Okay, the guy that was like to the left of him. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. He started it by talking about nil, and he was talking about, you know, it's it's really designed so that players can make something of themselves, but it's become something different because of these uh, collectives. 
And, and so then Sabin then started talking about collectives and explaining what a collective is and how it works, uh, which to me, him explaining the, the collective was definitely an oversimplification because the way that he views it is like just not, there's so much more to it than, than what he said. And so um, anyways, he uh, was going in on all that and, then the other guy asks him and says, well, okay, with this going on, he's like, it seems like a lot of other schools, it seems like Alabama is setting itself up for a marathon where all these other schools are setting them, themselves up for a sprint and it's just not sustainable. And then that's whenever he came uh, out and said that we bought our, all our players. Gotcha. So, but, but you're right. I mean, the, 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 point of what you were trying to say is nobody even mentioned a and he he didn't have to say anything about a and m he no. didn't have to say anything about Deion sanders yeah. i mean he didn't have to single anybody out but he decided to um and and really you could see it written all over his face the whole time that they were talking about nil he was just he was just pissy you know he oh he's it was so He's mad that somebody else has a leg up on him right now. Yes. You know? it, it, it came off like, first of all, it's so hypocritical uh, to complain about someone having an unfair advantage when you're freaking Alabama, when you've, you've had the right. best, you've had the best roster every year for 13 years in a row. And, you know, you, you typically beat your opponents by, you know, four or five touchdowns and hardly ever, ever play a close game. And like, it's it's just it's rich coming from him to complain about that. Like head coach at Purdue, yeah, I, I, I think you should be pissed off or at least be you know uh, worried that maybe you can't compete. But Alabama and Nick Saban, like it, it it came off as whiny, and I can't think of a better word than whiny. Uh, I can, I, I won't say it on here, but uh, it's just I think a lot of his uh, complaints in the past, quote unquote complaints. Um, were more like threats. Like like everyone talks about in 2012 or 2013, the famous, uh, he was talking about the spread and, you know, hurry up offense. And he was like, is this what we want football to be? And then people were like, yeah. So he went and just did that, but did it a lot better. Uh, this isn't that. Like he's not threatening to do NIL better than A&M. He's worried that he can't. Or he, he, he's worried that he knows he can't. And well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It's not just that he's worried. He knows that he can't. Yeah. And, and, and that's where, that's where uh, the, the absurdity really comes into play because he did make a few comments through the recruiting cycle that I remember watching uh, late kick Josh and, and a few others talk about, um, talk about it. And they're like, beware when Saban makes these comments, yeah. he said, this is what you want NIL to be. That's not that's not him throwing a fit about it. He's not like everybody else. That's him making a threat. Well, he just put himself on the level with everybody else, and 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 a lot were at, lower than everybody else. I, I don't know any other coach that's ever done something like that where where they just flat out, you know, make some sort of absurd comment. I mean, I know that that Lane Kiffin, you know, had his little deal that he said about A and M, which right. was dumb, right? But but where it comes down to, uh, let, let, let's let's break it apart. There, there's a, there's several parts to to look at, and I think I think the first part would be 
well, let's talk about NIL and what is it? You know, it's name, image, and likeness, which means that you could you could profit off of your name. And and yes, it's called name, image, and likeness, but that doesn't mean that that the only way that you can profit is off of your name. That means that the school can't keep all of your your profits that you create. When Johnny Manziel comes out and wins the Heisman Trophy, the school can't go send, sell number two jerseys and not give you a red cent because they oh they, they paid for your education. But but heaven forbid, if somebody paid for your chicken sandwich, then you wouldn't be able to play the rest of your career. You'd be you'd be sanctioned, you know. And that was forever the the dumbest thing. And you wonder how all these head coaches get these crazy salaries and how we have these just fantastical stadiums because these players have been playing for free for years and years, you know, and, and not really for free, right? Because that's the other part of it. If you think that, that college players, especially the elite players at Bama and Ohio state and even Texas years ago, if you think that they played without a bag man handed them a bag you're naive. If you think that Saban hasn't been doing that all along, you're naive. You know, and and if you think that your team is the only one that doesn't do it, you're naive. And and I'm even talking to AM fans there. Like it I, look at look at the history of AM. We got sanctioned a couple different times. You know, because I mean, we were we were doing things like that. You it's, know, it's one of the biggest, everybody was. It's one of the biggest jokes in college football: the gold Trans Am. For for, right. for, for yeah. a player, we didn't even land. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so so you know that's a uh, you know uh, was was it Laramie Tunzel? Was he the one that that they had the whole whole ordeal about? Yeah. And you know, this has been going on for years and years. It, it's it's, and that's that's where. That's where Saban coming out with this name, image, likeness thing is stupid because what it comes down to is you either embraced it and you were creative and you figured out a way to really make it work for you or you didn't. And Saban didn't. And and AM did. There's no doubt about it. And I understand it we'll, we'll get I'll mention this more when we get into Jimbo, okay? But there's no doubt that NIL had a hand to play in this recruiting class. And, and again, I'll talk more about that whenever we get into Jimbo. But these AM's not the only school that's created a collective either. There's plenty of, of schools that have created a collective. And Nick Saban wants you to believe that a collective is just, you know, a a trust fund that's over here that's that's funneling in money from all these all these big name donors and then funneling money straight out to to the school or well, or to the kids okay you know i i that again oversimplification but you know there there's that's that's no different than going to a, to a children's hospital and funneling money from there to the to the kids you know looking at you LSU so so you know, it's no different. The only difference is it's legal and you're, and you're <coughs> able to do it because it's not it's not a marketing firm that's just collecting a whole bunch of money and just paying it right out. 
it's not that, that you're going and sprinting and you're just, you're getting 30 million in and 30 million out like sliced bread would have you believe. Right. It's not that at all. It it's, it's a collective of, you know, CPAs and, and financial advisors and people that, that they want a piece of the pie. Yeah. You know, they, they want to profit off of the kids. And in the same sense, they want to pay the kids, you know, for, for their time. And so, you know, you look at Texags, Texags has profited for years interviewing players, you know, bringing players on. Now they can pay those players for their time. Yep. You know, they can say, hey, thanks for coming in here. Let, let's pay you, you know, X amount of dollars for, for an interview. And it's better you know, it's, now players. It's better content for the fans and it's great for sponsors to get their name out there. Exactly. And so if you're if you're a business owner and you love Aggie football, you know, if you're Aggie Land Green, we've made jokes about like <laughs> Aggie Land Green should have, you know, NIL deal with Kenyon Green, you know, yeah. that's that's. Why not? If you love Aggie football and you you got to have some sort of advertising expense, I I give to the FFA and I give to to several other organizations that I'm a part of. I don't get anything out of that, but you know the kids get the money and and all of that. But my name's on, on the poster, you know, and and so and you know what I, I might help out, and then then I meet you know one of their parents who needs help with with you know, their finances. And then next thing you know, I've got a new client, you know, I mean, that's business. That's how business works. Right. So, so the idea that, okay, now these players can engage in business and that's a problem with you. Hmm, that's odd. Nick Saban, that, that you have a problem with, with kids profiting off their own hard work and it's not just going into your pocket. You know, that, well, that, that seems, you know, yeah. So I've got, uh, so like, like right before we sat down, I went and listened to the full like seven minute clip of of him talking about all this. I did pull one more when he talks about um, the NIL deals, like from from the Alabama team from last year. And there's one other part I didn't I didn't clip it, but I do want to bring it up right after this. But here's uh, here's Saban talking about um, the NIL deals on on his own team. And I told our players when this whole thing started to get agents, get representation, um, and so you create opportunities for yourself. And our players last year created $3 million worth of opportunity for themselves by doing it the right way. And I have no problem with that, and nobody had a problem on our team with that because the guys that got the money earned it. Now, there were only 25 guys on our team that had the opportunity to earn money. The issue and the problem with name, image, and likeness is coaches trying to create an advantage for themselves. I went out and said, okay, how could we use this to our advantage? Like, I, I, does it, he's so, there's no self-awareness to, to that quote. I don't know how he and, settled out with a straight face, to be honest. Me, me neither. And, and, and let's just ignore all the behind the scenes cheating that I'm sure has happened through the years. Right. But, but let, let's look at, okay. There's a, you know, 105 players on a team, you know, if, if at the beginning of, of fall camp, right. Um, 85 scholarship players. So 25 of them, were able to do something that made them money and collectively they, they came up with $3 million. So remember Saban that, that you're a coach at a university. 
So let's say that of the university, they, they graduate 10,000 students. All right. And 2,500 of them get jobs. Well, that's a pretty crappy university, you know, <laughs> like it, 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 you can't, you can't get your, your job placements for your graduates. That's, that's a problem. Um, so, so you say, he said that like, like he was proud of it. Like, Oh yeah. 25 of our kids came up with $3 million on their own. And, and he, he completely, you know, I told him go get agents, go get CPAs, go get people who, who can help you with this. Uh, how about saying, Hey, you're 17 years old and you know nothing about taxes because we don't talk about it in the American school system. You know nothing about stocks and bonds because we don't talk about it in the American school system. You know what, what sine, cosine, and tangent are, but you don't know how to write a check. You know what I mean? And so here, why don't I connect you with somebody that I've vetted and, and I've, I've looked at, I've, I've, and, and we, maybe not I've, right? Like there's, there's a team of people who are Aggies, who, you know, they're, they're going to support each other and they've vetted and tried to find a good financial advisor for you, a good CPA for you, a good, all that. We're going to connect you with them and they're going to get, get connected in that much more of a value add than saying, yeah, go find one. You 17 year old kid that doesn't even know how to write a check. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, come on, that that's dumb. But then whenever you're, you're proud of the fact that you only had a 25% place placement of somebody that can generate money off their name, image and likeness. You've done nothing to help your players, you know? So, so then if you compare it, compare that to an A&M or somewhere that, and I don't know what, how many of our players profit off of NIL, but I mean, we pride ourselves on the Aggie network. That's something that's, that's big time. If you have that Aggie ring, that's, that's super important, you know? So I can only imagine that even if, even the scrubs on our team probably get something, you know, they probably, probably have some way that they can say, well, I'm a Texas A&M football player, you know, and I'll come on your local podcast or your local radio station and, and, you know, charge a thousand dollars or something like that. Maybe it's not a whole lot of money, but at least they can get advice from the experts yeah. in this collective, you know. Well, and that whole, the whole the whole part of that is is I, I'm going to I feel like I'm overusing the word hypocrisy, but it's the best word to, to describe it. Like it's like last summer he got on stage in front of the Texas High School Coaching Association, like hundreds of coaches from the state of Texas, a very fertile recruiting ground, and mm-hmm. you know, advertise the fact to all of them that uh, his starting quarterback who hadn't played a game yet uh, or hadn't started a game yet, Bryce Young, uh, already had a million dollar NIL deal or at least a million dollars in NIL deals. It was multiple deals. Um, basically mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, coaches, tell your tell your your stud recruits that, you know, if you want to be the if, if you come to Bama and you're the starting quarterback, even if you haven't even played yet, uh, you can be a millionaire and make a million dollars. But now he's right. backtracking. He's like, oh, well, like, those guys did it the right way and they earned it. And well, yes, like Bryce Young ended up earning it. Like he won a Heisman. He had a great year, but he didn't before then. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. like, like what's doing it the right way about that. 
Well, and, and that's the other thing. And I don't know, you probably don't have this part of the clip, but whenever he was talking, he kept saying, that's not what NIL is supposed to be. Right. College foot. That's not what college football is supposed to be. That's not what this is supposed to be. Who dictates what it's supposed to be? You know, just because that's how it's always been. Yeah. It's always been a, 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 a really messed up system. Yeah. You know, it, even even you know in the bowl system and and you know how they came up with national championship winners it's that that even has been messed up <laughs> but to have like the NCAA restrictions where you can't even you know go get a job at HEB that that in and of itself is a a problem and you don't see that that's a problem and and finally that's been eradicated and you're saying well that that's not this, this isn't what college football is supposed to be. College football is supposed to be a bunch of kids who are out there playing their heart out for free and all of the money that they generate comes to my pocket. Yeah. I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly, Saban. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I think I think that's what college football is not supposed to be, and that's what y'all created in modern football yeah. and we're finally getting away from it. And then now you have an issue that that, you know, it's getting away from you. But I mean, that that's just... It may be, you know, it probably was like that in 1920, but <laughs> right. th- things have changed. And you, you can't view college football the way you view, you know, college non-revenue sports. Like, yeah, the, the tennis player is probably going to an A&M or a Texas or a Bama because they like that school and they want to play tennis there, you know, and they don't care if they make a lot right. of money. Um, college football is a billion-dollar industry, a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, mm-hmm. Collegiate tennis isn't, you know baseball softball uh like every sport except for football and men's basketball lose the school money like yeah you you can't view it through the same lens and like it's 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 entirely different and the 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 part (laughs) and i should have clipped this and i didn't the part that 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 pisses me off the most is uh when he's going on his whole rant about you know that's what it should be and that's how things you know used to be and this that and the other he's like well like some schools are going to have to get rid of some sports because they can't afford it. And, you know, they're going to have to afford to pay, to pay all these football players. Well, they're paying you $11 million. So could you, you know, right. take a little bit of a cut to keep those sports? Or have you got to have that much, you know, to to yeah. afford your retirement home? Yeah. Well, why, why don't you um, why don't you know, donate your paycheck to, to the kids and, and then we'll see where we're at. Yeah. And 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 that's 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 exactly right. It's like he, he's he's getting all this money and he's gotten all this money for years and years. And, and, and the majority of kids that come through his program don't ever see anything close to that in their lifetime. Yeah. There's a few, you know, NFL players that come out of there that, that will, but the majority of them won't. And, and so, and they're still not, this isn't going to change that just because they get a paycheck in, in college doesn't mean that, but, but some of those kids, that's all that they'll ever be. They'll all they'll be. Maybe they were good in college, and then they never made it in the NFL. Maybe they they had you know. Look at Ryan Swope. You know Ryan Swope was a great college player. He could have made a lot on NIL, and and then he because of all his concussions, he never could really do anything in the NFL. And that's not fair to him that he wasted all of his best years as an athlete, couldn't profit off of it at all. Yep. And and then. Then whenever it was time for him to go to the NFL, it was too too late for him on yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure he's made something of himself and and all of that, but it's it's still you know 
give those kids an opportunity to, to make the money. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you're ready to move on to Jimbo. We're 30 minutes into this and, and I want to move on to Jimbo too, but I want to make one last point that I've seen one person say on Twitter, but you know, um, it's been moving so quickly that, that I've probably missed a few others. <laughs> Explain to me what it means to buy somebody. You know, because I didn't think that we've been doing that since like the 1800s. I, I didn't think that you could own another human being. I didn't know that you could buy somebody. Whenever you know, whenever you hire somebody on, you don't buy them. It, it, when has that terminology ever been used outside of you know slavery in the United States? Like, what do you mean you bought all those players? That doesn't that that. Nobody's really harping on that, and I don't really understand that. I understand if he comes out and says, Texas A&M paid all of their players to come to their school. That makes sense, but Texas A&M bought all their players? You know, Jimbo, Jimbo came in defense and, and really defended, you know, like how dare you say that these 17-year-olds broke the law, and, and good point. But how dare you say that their property that Texas A&M bought? Yeah. You know, that to me is that, that – that, and maybe, maybe – Maybe I'm overreacting on that, but that's my viewpoint of it. Is is, I mean, come on, that's that's just that's just wrong to to say that about a kid. Even if even if Jimbo, let's say that Saban's completely right and that we broke every rule in the book and that all these kids are, are criminals and they broke all the these state laws and all of that. Let's say that you're right, Saban. We still didn't buy them. Yeah, we paid them. We didn't buy them. You know, and and so so like. I don't know. That's that's a point of contention that that I haven't seen. I've seen one person say it. Yeah, which was RG three. Oh, um, yeah. It, it, but it's like you can't buy somebody. Yeah. You know, that, that, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen many people saying it, so I don't know if 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 I've missed it or or whatever. But yeah, that to me is like the whole thing. Like just the the terminology it's, you use, it's, it's gives that that undercurrent of yeah that you don't want these kids to profit. Right. You don't want these kids to, to get anything out of their name, image, and likeness. And don't lord it over us. Oh, well, NIL is great. It's the collectives that are bad. No. You, if that's the case, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be putting a kid down for, for choosing an HBCU over your school. Right. You, know, you wouldn't be calling these kids out and saying that they got they, your school bought you. you know, that's, that's just a... I don't know. That's that's a slimy like way of even putting it to begin with. Yeah, and and, and all that because uh, <laughs> just because you may not be you know a mile ahead of everybody else in talent now 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 that you may actually have to play on a level playing field with uh, someone in your own division. That that's a novel right. concept. You won't be you won't have the upper hand in every single game except for one every single year. So um, yeah, just because you got second. Like he didn't. It's not like he got twenty fifth. Right. He got second. He's acting like you know, He's acting like Bama will never be able to recruit a five star ever again. <laughs> right. It's it's crazy. And and you know to some degree he's kind of right because what that what's what's kind of funny again this goes back to self awareness if you look if you watch the whole thing the whole thing's like an hour long but if you skip towards the end is whenever it, it all starts but when you hear them talking about. Well, you know, Bama's really setting itself up for the for the um, for the marathon, and all these other schools are setting themselves up for a sprint. 
that's a really good way of looking at your school. That's that's very, you know, crimson colored glasses to think that because everybody else is paying way more and generating way more NIL deals than you means that they're going to run out of money and you're not. Just wait till Saban finds out what oil prices are looking like right now. <laughs> you know, because hey, we thought last year was good. This year, whoo, man. You know, it's it's really up. You know, it's up like 43% year to date, I think. Yeah. And so, you know, like if that's where you want to if if we're talking here about, you know, a, a marathon or a sprint, um well, I think I'm going to go with the guy that that's got his money invested, you know, in in oil and gas and and yeah. you know, long-term stocks and not not with Mr. 75-year-old Saban that you know, has got his money in CDs. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm that that's that's my outlook on it. If you're telling your players go figure it out yourself, yeah. You're not set up for a marathon or a sprint, you're walking. Yeah. There's there's two super quick points I want to make before we move on because I know, I know I'll forget if I don't say them right now. But this was the first time that I've truly felt like Saban will be retired after the next couple of years. Like he's, I agree. He's not going to coach until he's eighty. Uh, he, you can you can hear the frustration in his voice when he's talking about this kind of stuff, um, and it, it's it, like he's got to slow down at some point anyway. Like Father Time's going to catch up to everybody, and you know he's he'll be seventy one this fall, and. I, just, no, I thought he was 75. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't say, well, then he'd, he'd definitely be retired if he was 75, but uh, he, I just don't see him wanting to, you know, change his entire recruiting approach and infrastructure to suit these new rules. I think he, he's probably most upset about that. He's like, Oh, like I can't get by doing what I've been doing all this time. I got to do something new. And I don't really feel like doing that. I'm 71. I've got yeah. m- more rings than fingers on one hand. So it, 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 it would shock me to see him coach another five years, but. Well, and I, I kind of wonder if, if his frustration isn't that he's ready to retire and he, he was planning on going out on the top. And then now he's like, dang it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to end up losing and not, not going to go out with a national championship. Well, he, he better do it this year because it may, may be hard to come by after that. But uh, yeah. the, the last thing I want to say about Saban is uh, not really NIL, but he kind of started the, the arms race, like the, hiring just armies of analysts and uh you know assistants and things like that like is the infrastructure at bama was like the first of its kind in college football and other places have started to copy that which is costing you know costing schools millions of dollars what you know he had no problem with that but um if if uh if if kids want to get paid you know that's that's uh that's the last straw but yeah the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom! you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, 
bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So Jimbo, um, who doesn't have Twitter, uh, didn't see this on Twitter last night either, but uh, I think associate AD, or it's it's Mark Robinson. I'm not sure what his role is with A&M, but he's been around for a while um, in the athletic department. He was the one that let Jimbo know, and uh, I cannot imagine how uh, furious he was uh, last night. I, I, I kind of wish he had a Twitter just to hear his his immediate thoughts. <laughs> you know, he may he may not have been as uh, as, as filtered, but um, I, and my my memory might just be short term, but I can't think of a time that somebody who didn't have Twitter went just absolutely viral on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like a, like a, a media personality, or, you know, some, somebody that's in the national picture, not just some random person. Yeah. You know, but, so this yeah. morning, A&M puts out, you know, of all, you know, it, it puts out on Twitter that uh, Saban will be, or that, that Jimbo will be, uh, have some media availability at 10 o'clock. And we all know what that's going to be about. But um, just in short, you know, uh, I've got a couple of his quotes here. Uh, it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody. They're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They bro- say they broke state laws. Uh, we, we bought every player in this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. Um, so right off the gate, he's just kind of refuting, you know, he's first of all, he's pissed. He's very upset that, you know, oh, yeah. these kind of accusations uh, are being levied at him from you know, someone he, he once considered a, a pretty good friend. And, um, yeah, he, I think he said the word despicable about five times in his, his opening, six times, six times. His six o- times. His he, he referred to him as six, despicable six times as God twice. Um, Call him a narcissist. As a narcissist. Yeah. He, he, uh, he didn't mince his words. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but for good reason. Okay. Now I'm not going to be, Mr. Naive Aggie and think, oh, well, you know, I'm our coach is the only one that does everything right. Again, you know, Sark isn't the only coach that does everything right. Jimbo's not the only coach that does everything right. Saban's not the only coach, but they all, a lot of them try to look like that. And, and I'm not saying that that's what Jimbo's whole point was. Uh, What, what else are you going to say? Oh yeah, we broke the rules, but I have seen uh, several people, um, like actual legitimate national media personnel, say today that they they have looked into A and M's program. That A and M does everything by the book you know, oh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. So, and I have faith that we do. I mean, and, and here's why. Here's why I'm going to say that. Right. Why? Would you wait to cheat until it's legal? Okay, now that it's legal to pay players, now we're going to cheat. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, it's finally legal to do it. It's finally, you know, perfectly fine for us to pay players. And now we're going to cheat? Why hasn't that A&M, make any sense. Why hasn't A&M been number one every other year? You know, with all this, like, like right. we, we didn't just now get rich. We've had money for a long time, <laughs> you know, a long time. And, and, and that's what that's what's so so um, 
so funny about it. You know, it's, it's a very old money place, you know, and, and it's somewhere that if, if we were allowed to cheat like everybody else could, then we probably would have done a really good job at it. Yeah. You know, not saying that we didn't at all. I'm just saying in historically the way this has all worked is you got your haves and your have nots, you know, and if you're not part of the elite group and you're not one of those quote unquote blue bloods, then you could cheat just a little bit. Yeah. If you cheat too much, now we're going to, now we're going to investigate. Right. You know, but you could be LSU and it could be all over the place that your your children's hospital is paying all these players and nothing happens. You know, you, you can be all these other schools where you're doing it 10 times more than than some of the smaller schools or some of the some of the maybe tier 2 schools, I guess, and nobody says anything. Yeah. You know, but but if you have a Texas Tech or a, a you know, an SMU who is just getting too flying too close to the sun. Suddenly you got, you got restrictions coming your way. Yeah. You know? So in, in Saban's, you know, in his, 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 his attack, you know, his comment he made about A&M, he didn't say, you know, $30 million like was, was floating around, um, which Mm -hmm. I'd I'd like to just put on record. uh, A&M did not spend $30 million on their recruiting class. That is, (laughs) that is, as far from the truth as as, as possible, <laughs> I'll I'll, yeah. I'll come back to that in a second. But um, he did say he's like, what do you say, massive amounts? Like he was like, he said something like that where he's like, he's like some schools, and he's like, you 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 know who they are, you've read about them, like spending massive amounts of money. I, I'm sure, like he might believe that thirty million dollar thing, and maybe why he's so mad. But uh, he he did because there was another point that he made where he said, you can read it; it's in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> he kept he kept saying newspaper like I, I get that he's old school but yeah but but does he not realize that the newspaper is written by just regular people yeah. that don't really have the 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 true connections they're gonna they're gonna try to vet it I'm sure uh, if you have a reputable newspaper yeah but he's probably reading it from the the Crimson Tide school newspaper and yeah. it was some kid that's a a journalism major sophomore and he read from sliced bread exactly. on, on 247 sports <laughs> exactly. that, that Jimbo paid 30 million. So he wrote it in the paper and it got published. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, and, and he reads it and like, well, there it is. That's why we lost. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, hey, kids, I know that your, your parents have told you, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And they're probably the ones nowadays that believe everything they read on the internet. But, um, your grandparents are probably reading, believe in everything they read in the newspaper. Yep. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it's in the newspaper. You can read about it. We've all seen it. It's in the newspaper. <laughs> so that means it's true. They can't put it there if it's not. But, you know, going back to Jimbo, uh, Jimbo, I liked that you could see, like, his his true, like, he was livid, you know, and that they really, uh, I'll tell you what I like even more than that, though, than Jimbo is, like, the whole athletic program has embraced it. You know, like, yeah. Texas A&M football, the, the Twitter account, 
tweeted it out and said, I, I don't remember what exactly their quote was, but it was something like very like we're going to battle kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, I think that come uh, that a lot of this is coming from Ross Bjork. Yeah. You know, he's, he's saying, no, we're not going to go silently. I'm tired of hearing about this. Go say something, you yeah. know? And, and, um, so I, I, I got to tip my hat to, to our program, you know, at, at A&M because, because Jimbo did make a good point of how dare you accuse our school of that, you know, and, and you're, you're, yeah. you're putting down every Aggie that's out there. And, and so, yeah, like I know a lot of us are tired of hearing about that. We paid $30 million for this class. I think that's absurd. But you know what? Yeah, hey, ha! We paid thirty million dollars. Why didn't you? Yeah, you know, like, like it's it's kind of a funny joke, but it's only a joke because we we really get tired of hearing. Well, and you know, the reason I hate it, like, like even if we did do that, like I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't care. But what, what I don't like is anytime A&M gets mentioned now, it's like, oh, like, like the check cleared. Oh, the bag just dropped. Oh, like they're just buying guys, and it's it's already setting up. If we have any success, you know, if if A&M, you know. God forbid wins a championship in the next couple of years. All you're going to hear about, and, 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 I'm, and, I, and I can guarantee you, Chase and I will not give a single shit about what these people are going to say because the two of us, sure. the two of us are going to be in in Los Angeles or Houston or wherever the championship is, uh, yeah. having the time of our lives. We're not going to care what some trolls on the internet say, but everybody is going to say, "Oh, well, they just bought that national championship. Oh, it's only because they paid the players." And that, that's the part that really that that's that, that stings me about this whole thing. It, it does me too because name one national championship that wasn't bought. Yeah. Name one that wasn't wasn't paid for in some way or another. You really think that that every you know Mac Brown's two thousand five squad, whenever he at the time had the best recruiting class in history, you, you really think that there wasn't money at, at play there? Of course there was. All those players you, you went really, to Miami out of, out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, you really think all those people went to the U, and there was nothing undercurrent that went down? You really think that? And so, I, I like it. I, I mean, I'm at the point now where sports fans, especially college football fans, if I'm talking to them and they make any comment like that, I just discredit them so much. I don't even pay attention to what they say because yeah. they're obviously way too naive that they think that their school is the only golden child that does everything right. Yeah. And, and it's dumb. I mean, you know, I'm not ever going to say that A&M is the, is the one school out there that does everything right. And everybody else does it wrong. Cause that, that would be stupid. Yeah, of course. Now I might, I might look at our process and like, you know, the way Jimbo recruits and the, you know, how he gets high profile players at every position instead of just offense, you know, and things like that. Like those things. Yeah, I will. I will defend and say, yeah, I think we're, we're really building it the right way. And I'm, I'm really glad to see that we are, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's all hearsay anyways. Yeah. Why? Because it's honor among thieves. None of the coaches are going to say anything about other coaches because you point one finger, you got four pointing back at you. They all have done it. I guarantee Jimbo in his career has probably, you know, had something to do with all of that. Oh yeah. There's no way he's been that good of a recruiter without having something. And I'm not, I'm not trying to insult his, his integrity or anything like that. I'm just saying that was the name of the game for years and years and years. And 
and Saban was one of the best of them. And, and now he's that he's losing that because yep. all of his little tactics that he had, they don't matter anymore. Well, you can't do them anyways. I think, I think the main reason that this fires Jimbo up so much, I think, I think he made a good point about him defending the school, like thinking that the school could, you know, do something so underhanded and, uh, you know, slimy and, and just like, Oh, like, like how can we get ahead and bend the rules and that sort of thing? Like, I think, you know, that upset him, but it, it's really, you know, like he takes a lot of pride in his job. Like, yeah. and when, like if you reduce his entire, you know, all, if, if you reduce his effort and the effort of his staff and this program to, Oh, well you guys just paid more. Like you guys didn't build relationships. You didn't, you know, you don't have, you know, a good, a good academic program. You don't have a good, a facility or stadium or fan base or any of that. You just paid more than we did. That's why they picked you and not us. That that is insulting. And you know, absolutely, he, he's got every right to to fire back over that because Jimbo and this staff worked their tails off to you know, like, like they recruit three classes at a time. They they offered an eighth grade quarterback the other day. Now that now they may not be like you know, uh, like trying to get that kid to commit, but you know, like they right. they don't get any time off. Like they get. A few weeks off in July, and uh, Jimbo usually uses that to go hunt in Africa or something like that. You know, <laughs> like he's not getting a ton of just yeah. like down family time. You know, he's 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 busting his tail every day. And the way way I've heard it from people that that I've talked to inside of the program is that Jimbo takes recruiting like personally. Yeah, you know, like he he it is football is fun to him. But recruiting is serious. Yeah. You know, that's that's where he he like he prides himself on his ability to recruit and he he is constantly I mean he's obsessed with it from what I, what I have heard. Yeah. Um now that's hearsay too, but but I could see that and how they uh, have recruited over the past several years. And and so you know you you take something that somebody's proud of you know and, and you stomp on it and you try and and take it away from him and that's one thing when it's sliced bread saying that yeah it's one thing when it's you know these longhorn fans on twitter you know that that's their big clap back to you know that y'all lost to kansas is well y'all paid 30 million dollars for a class burn Wait, why didn't y'all <laughs> You know, like man, you really, you really hurt us. Yeah. You know, are you guys supposed to be the and, Yankees? Like, if you can't afford that, then you know. Yeah, well, we're talking about people that, in the same breath, will be like, "Y'all are just living in the past. You won, you won a national championship in 1939." Well, who just brought up the past? Because I, I don't remember a single Aggie ever being like, "We won the 1939 championship, so you need to show us a little bit of respect." You know. <laughs> y'all yeah. are the ones bringing up the past you know what do you mean that we're the ones living in the past yeah. y'all are y'all keep bringing up our national championship that we we, we forgot about we don't even know about you, you, you know you, like, you guys are still living in in like pre high definition television days in 2005 yeah you're in 2005 and and well well we won the national championship in 2005 well 2005 was 17 years ago how old do you think high school recruits are you know um so they weren't even alive whenever that happened uh, the dang sure don't remember it, but I'll tell you what they do remember. They remember Johnny Manziel. They remember, you know, A&M moving to the SEC and that, that whole deal. And, 
and they remember modern college football as it is right now, they're only going to remember the last 10 years. I'll never forget whenever, um, uh, wasn't it Kendrick, uh, number 13 for a uh, Rogers, catch. Rogers, Kendrick Rogers. Whenever he said that he wears 13 because growing up, uh, his heroes were, um, Mike Evans, Mike Evans and Odell Beckham. Yeah. And, and I was like, those are your heroes growing up. <laughs> like those people are my age. Yeah. You know, what are you talking about? Yeah. But, but that's the thing. I mean, that, that, that's what the kids remember then. And actually probably high school kids nowadays probably don't even remember 2012. Yeah. You know, and that, that was 10 years ago. They were eight years old, you know? Like, like, so I'm um, like, I'll be 30 in January. So I'm, I'm 29. I'll be 30 in January. And, you know, like I, I watched college football, you know, growing up, but, and, and like, obviously I'm a diehard now and I was a diehard, you know, all through high school and college. But, um, the first big time player I remember was Reggie Bush and that was 2005. Like, yeah, like, I guess I was, I was Vince Young. Yeah, exactly. Or, well, like same year. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I, I remember all that my, myself. So, I mean, we would have been 13. Yeah. Like know, 12, 13. And, and so, yeah, 12, 13. So, I mean, um, that's, that's whenever you start remembering. Now I can remember the 99 bonfire game and I didn't know that I remembered that game until I watched that game here recently. Yeah. And I remembered everything that happened in it. And I was like, Oh wait, this is the game where major Applewhite got hurt and, and, you know, had to go out and then Texas ended up losing. I remember this game. Looking back, I probably remember it because there was so much that went around it. Right. You know, that it was such a big deal at the time that, that it probably cemented in my memory. But I don't remember it that well. And, I mean, that, that would have been 99. So, yeah. let's see. How many years ago was that? Nine, <laughs> 23 years ago? Yeah. I'd have been seven. Yeah. I'd have been seven. <laughs> eight, seven, eight years old. So, I mean, like, I, I you know – that's what we're talking about now when we're, whenever we're talking about Johnny Manziel. Yeah. You know, the kids that are seven, eight years old, they're not even going to remember that. Yeah. You know? Or the kids in high school would have been that age. You know, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like we got off on tangent, but I do want to mention that. Definitely did. Uh, the, the, first, the first college football game that I remember is, uh, like, like I remember like sitting down and watching it was, uh, it was the 2001 season, but I think the game was in 2002. It was a championship game. Uh, Miami and Ohio State. And... I think it went to like three overtimes, at least two overtimes. And like the only player I remember is Maurice Claret. And that's because shortly after the game, I'm pretty sure he got arrested and never played in the NFL. <laughs> but but he was a beast of a running back at Ohio State. And I remember like we were uh, rooting for them the whole time. And um, that Miami team ended up being loaded. I had no idea what I was watching at the time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, well, um, um, I, I did want to, uh, you know, as far as, I keep seeing this, you know, this graphic of how many, uh, how many five stars the AM signed. Like they, they signed eight five stars, which is tremendous. And you know, people are like, you know, AM went from signing one or two five stars a year, and, and like all of a sudden NIL is legal, and they signed eight. Like something's fishy here. Well, I did want to point out who those were real quick. Um, so, first of all, I think four of them are from Texas. So. Connor Wigman, Evan Stewart, Denver Harris, uh, Chris Marshall, all Texans. Three of those from Houston, which is our biggest. Like, I, I know one's a North Shore guy, but it's Houston. Like, 
it, it's yeah. not crazy to think Anip can land those kind of guys. So the other one's Evan Stewart from from Frisco, and yeah, like we've said that it wasn't likely they would get him, but uh, it's still a Texas kid. It shouldn't be shocking that AM lands a five star from the state of Texas. Uh, to the defensive lineman, um, uh, Gabe Brownlow Dendy, uh, his dad is a preacher in College Station now, uh, and he would have signed with OU had they kept Lincoln Riley. So like, he he, yeah. he wasn't going to come here unless that happened, and it did. So he did. Uh, and then the other guy, uh, 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 Overton. Um, it was born in College Station. <laughs> like his dad was an associate AD yeah. here. So uh, the the only the only other two are are Shamar Stewart and, and Walter Nolan, and you know top ten players in the country. And I get that, but each of those guys said, and, and you know you can take them at, a, at at their word or you know or not if you, if you don't want to. But both those guys said, you know, for Walter he said if I wanted to you know make more money and all I was worried about was NIL, I would have stayed home and gone to Tennessee. And Shamar Stewart said the same thing. Hey, if I cared about NIL that much, I would have just gone to Miami. Like, you know, I'm from Miami. That's, you know, they're on the come up. They have a lot of money. Why would I go to AM if I was just caring about NIL? So that's all eight of them. So keep hating if you want to. But um, I can tell you right now, AM is not going to slow down on the, on the recruiting trail. Well, and, and, and this this also goes to the, to the point of where everybody, everybody points to our win-loss record. Oh, we all went eight and four this last year. So how could you have done that? Um, but four of our our five stars were D linemen. Forget about win loss because the, the kids don't care about that. They really, really, really do not. I guarantee they can't even tell you who won and lost. You know, five years ago, mm-hmm. and, and so they they don't care about that at all. But. What we can show is, well, we've had the same D-line coach for 10-plus years, you know, and and he he had the likes of Miles Garrett and Day-Day and, you know, um, um, all of the linemen that have come since then. Justin Matabike. You know, Justin Matabike, uh, you know, the, the list goes on. Uh, uh, so – if you're a D lineman and you're, you're seeing that we've always recruited really well at that position. And you know, that's the one place that we have a really good tried and true pipeline. And that really goes to show why it's important to have consistency at a coaching position. You know, maybe not even just a position, just coaching in general, you know, in, in all of college football, they're constantly, you know, doing this coaching carousel and everybody's doing it and nobody's winning. They can't figure out why. And then that was what I said, you know, I've always said about Jimbo was we signed him to a 10 year deal. That, that was big time because we're one of the only schools out there. Now a lot of have taken our, our lead on that, but we were one of the only schools out there that really said, we're going to stick with you. And it doesn't matter if you lose, you know, three years in or five years in, however much of, if you have the same record as Coach Sumlin, we we don't care. Oh, that's we that's the other one. Ten years. Bar- Barrett Salih. Yeah, that's a, that's the other one. That one's dumb, anyhow. But, yeah. But the the you know we recruited well at that position, no matter what our record was. Right. And then now that we have quite a bit of recruiting momentum, we got a really good recruiting team and all of that. 
of course, we're going to recruit even better at that position. And we did, you know, and that, that has upset a lot of people, but, but at the end of the day, that's, that one position is where a lot of, you know, our, our recruiting points came from in the first place. Yeah. And, and so, so that's, that's the other point to that. But the, the, at the end of the day, you know, we, we're set up for NIL. There, there's no question about it. Yeah. There's no question that, that we have really, really taken this and ran with it. And, and one of the things that, that Nick Saban said, um, and this was in his rebuttal, it was pathetic. But one of the things that he said was, you know, you have the haves and, and the have-nots, and if we want parity in college football, then, you know, the rich are just going to keep getting richer, you know, with, with – in other words, talking about A&M being rich, if we can just continue to profit off of being rich, then we're just going to continue doing this. I'm sorry. When was the last time that we won a national championship? Since when are we part of the haves? Yeah. You know, every all this time we've been an outlier and we've been little brother and we've been this and everybody wants to say that. And then now we come to the table. We're living in the past. We're something. And, and we're living in the past. We're living in the past because y'all, y'all don't win. Y'all didn't win the last 10 years. Okay. You know, we're living in the future of, hey, here's NIL. We need to, this is our opportunity. Let's take it and run with it. Yeah. You know, this is an opportunity. This is, our school's already set up for something like this. This is, this is, we need to jump on it and we need to really run with it. And we did. Yeah. And look what it did, you know. This, uh, so, um, this afternoon I was listening to uh, the Andy Staple Show, which is my, uh, I guess one of my favorite college football podcasts aside from uh, this one. Um, but, but Andy, so, so Andy, you know, he's, he's pretty fair to A&M and, um, like him and Ari Wasserman, his co-host are just like, they're definitely over the whole, like, Oh, like they cheated and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're like, don't say anybody cheated to me ever again. Like none of that crap matters. And he's like, he's like, everyone cried for parody or has been crying for parody for years. And then, you know, if A&M wins a championship, that's a different team. Like, like you only want parity if, if if it's your team that wins. Like you don't want anybody else to have right. success. That's that's not yeah. like it, like most schools would rather it be Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, and their team. Like they don't want anybody else. Exactly. Th- they don't want anybody else to get in that discussion. This would be like A and M fans being upset because the Iowa State Cyclones won a national championship. Like no, I would be thrilled to death because that's somebody new. Yeah. It shows that there is parity in college football and. And, and what, what it's done, it's, it's, we were almost at the threshold we, that, that moved the SEC really did a lot for us. It really got us to where we need needed to. And we were at the right place at the right time with this NIL thing. And whenever that, that came about, it, it got us to that level. Now we have to stay at that level and we have to compete at that level, you know, otherwise, it's all all for naught. Well, but and Jimbo said that in the in the presser today. He said he said we're not where I want us to be, but this is going to be a great program, and and we're going to make sure of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I have full faith in him. I I, do, I think that we will. But you know, it's just just um, just the idea that you know some anybody is upset about. Another team, a team that hasn't won a national championship since 1939, 
coming on on board and really doing something crazy and really shaking up the the monotony of college football and you're upset about that that doesn't make sense to me you and i are not the same if if you're upset about that and i get that i'm biased towards a and yeah. of course but you know if if this was any other school their fans would be all all in defense of their their team and and it would be the same deal from the same people and it's those people who have been the haves. They've profited from not being able to pay players, you know. But but we're going to. But you know, y'all y'all, you know, hey, let's let's offer you. And and so that's one thing I, I do want to do want to mention this. I meant to mention it earlier. Um, there is a number of people. On Twitter, when I say people, I mean like professional athletes, like people in the in the circles that have come out and said, "Yeah, Saban offered me sixty thousand dollars for a visit." <laughs> so, what happened is he broke the he broke the circle of truth. He thought it was all over since NIL's here, anyways. Who cares? I'm I'm gonna take a shot, and he just opened up his bag, and and that's what I love most about Jimbo saying. <laughs> Look at his history. Yeah. Look at his past. How did God create whatever he created? You know, that that was <laughs> I was like, oh man. And, but but you know, you would think that a lot of people would just be like, Oh yeah, you know, that's that's crazy. But it it, it really was almost like he kicked the door open and now all these people are like, Oh, hey, so we can talk about this now? Yeah, Saban Saban's been offering me money for years, yeah. you know. That one guy was and like then, back in ninety nine and two thousand. <laughs> I was like, dang, we're going way back now. Yeah, yeah, Deion Sanders. It, did you see? Did you see Deion's rebuttal? Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, those those who are listening that may not have this has been kind of like a, a secondary story to this whole thing. But Deion got called out during this thing too, you know. And and they're they're Affleck Blue Jacket brothers, you know. And uh, but he called out Deion, and Deion had a rebuttal, and it was almost as good as Jimbo's. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a press conference. Yeah. So that, that's the difference. It was just like a story. So you have to go read it. So, so, <laughs> so, so Saban called uh, Jimbo last night to like explain things and apologize. And Jimbo didn't pick up the phone. He said that in the interview, he said, he said, I, I didn't answer. I don't plan on answering. You know, he said, we're done. Like he's, he, we're done. he, he took this, yeah. he took this pretty personal. Well, it sounds like Dion did answer the phone, right? No, no. Dion did, said the same thing. Oh, okay. He okay. said, he said, Saban, Saban uh, called me, but we're not talking about this privately. Right. We're talking about this publicly. I, I'm not going to talk. He said, he said, you want to talk about it private, privately? No, no, no. You said it publicly, so we're going to talk about it publicly. Right. And he, he said, he said, don't forget that I know. I, um, what did he say? Don't forget that I know where all the bags come from <laughs> and I know who has the bags and you don't want to open that can of worms. Yeah. Is that what he said. So, so he made the exact same threats as, as, as Jimbo. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, of course, you know, he didn't get quite the, the publicity because it wasn't, you know, a, a um, it wasn't on a live telecast, you know, yeah. But, um, <laughs> So, to, to, to wrap us up a bit, um, uh, 
the the last little bit here from from Jimbo's presser. I actually did pull this clip, so uh, I definitely wanted to mention that you know that Saban tried to call him, and Jimbo was like, "Nah, fam, you know you've you, you crossed the line here." Uh, here's a, a clip from the the presser today. You know, y'all have both spoken so highly of each other in the past in terms of what y'all have done in your previous relationship. So how disappointing was it to hear that from him, you know, in terms of, you know, a mentor type to you It's disappointing. Well? No, I wasn't. Now, listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go, I ain't went back and worked for him. Yeah, Jimbo wanted to make make loud and clear that uh, Saban was not his mentor. That he's was not his mentor. He's of the of the Bobby Bowden tree, and that's his that's his true mentor. Yeah, that that uh, and and I saw after that, I saw several people saying, you know, Jimbo takes a shot as his mentor. I'm like, you obviously didn't listen to the whole thing. Yeah, he does <laughs> he not was want you pretty clear thinking that he is a mentor. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, so Saban, uh, I'll I'll touch on his his other stuff real quick. So he 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 went on the radio, I think on Sirius XM uh, this afternoon after Jimbo's press conference. Obviously, after all the backlash, um, and you know he he did apologize. He's like, I didn't mean to single anybody out. Blah blah blah. You know, kind of uh, tucking his tail between his legs. Um, but he he still didn't really own up to the the root of this whole thing. Like he still claimed to, he's like, well, I just want what's best for college football. I, I don't think you do. I think you want what's best for you. And I think you want, you want what's best for Alabama while you're still coaching there. And you don't really care about the rest. If you, if, <laughs> if, if the, if the yeah. best thing for college football is that you win the championship every year, then yeah, the, the, then you want what's best for college football, but that's not, that's not the truth. Right. Right. It's not reality. Um, yeah, and and I I didn't read this prior to um, getting on here, so I, you're going to get my live reaction. Let's go. We're we're going to do it live. Um, but Sankey, uh, oh made yeah, an official comment about it as well. What did he say? Membership of Southeastern Conference established expectations. He issued a uh, public reprimand of both Saban and Jimbo, which. I saw this on Twitter, and I agree 100%. If if Jimbo hadn't said anything and only Saban's comments were out there, Sankey wouldn't have said a damn word about, you know, how could one of our – Oh, for sure. How could a coach sure. say something like this about a fellow conference mate? Hell no. If, if if Jimbo keeps his mouth shut and says nothing, this – like like Sankey doesn't give a crap. But since Jimbo fired back and, you know, caused a big fuss, oh, well, we have to go – talk to these guys and we, we, we can't have that in the, in the Southeastern conference. Yeah. And, and somehow Kiffin got out of the scot free on that <laughs> because he, he should have been roped into it too on his comments and national signing day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what, what a, what a fun day. And it, it's kind of, it kind of sucks because you know, you're not going to hear anything more from them about yeah. it. Um, but, but yeah, that, that, uh, what a fun random thing happened in May. You know? It's May nineteenth. Like May nineteenth. If you told if, like, if you told me to pick a day that's the least fun for college football, it'd be May nineteenth. <laughs> there's there's yeah. nothing going on. Like players aren't even on campus. Like they're they're on va- they're they're two weeks of vacation before they have to come back for workouts. Like like yeah. no, nothing is happening right now. And Saban, right. like I'm not even sure what kind of forum Saban was at. 
Um, but he just oh well, that's that's just it. He was at a booster forum. He was trying to he was trying to get them to donate more money, and he was saying, "Hey guys, like if we don't step up to the plate, if we don't start operating like some of these other programs, then we might get left behind." And in order to drive home that point, he called out both AM and Deion Sanders. And now, you know, like now it's national news, of course. I mean, it's all over everywhere. But the whole thing that he was trying to do was generate more money for himself. So it's a pot calling the kettle black. Yep. Like, Hey, if, just, hey! If you guys don't donate more money, we might never have another another number one class ever again. We may just have to be second yeah. every single year. <laughs> yeah, we got second. And first place was Texas A and M. They bought all their players, and we didn't have enough money to buy ours. So, yeah. uh, you know, if if y'all will donate more money, that way I can go out and and buy everybody I want to because yeah. I'm you know this overlord that can purchase human beings. Um, we only donate money. We we only signed three five stars last year, and that's unacceptable at this program. We can't let we, yeah. we can't let AM sign eight and we sign three. Yeah. Um fun stuff for for a random Thursday in, in May of all things, which Absolutely. if I'm not mistaken, it's uh one hundred days from today is the uh kickoff of the season. Uh, it's like that. Really? It's like week. It's not the full season. It's like the week zero games where uh, Nebraska plays Northwestern in Ireland for some reason. Um, but still, hundred days till that. So like tomorrow to be, you know, if you're listening to this, you're in the double digits. So that's exciting. Yeah, there you go. Um, what, what, what a what a time. What a time. Uh, I think you know to to put a put a nice bow on all of this and just, just tie it all together. You know, the, the, the whole thing that, that needs to be addressed is if you're going to get a Slurpee from seven <laughs> eleven, why, why can't you drive over there yourself and get it? <laughs> that's, a, I mean, that's a great point. That just got overshadowed by all. Of this. I mean, I, mean it's, I know, I know, gas is like four fifty a gallon or whatever, but don't you get charged extra on DoorDash if you like in these in these trying times in this economy? Yeah, oh, I'd imagine so. And and actually, what was even funnier about that whole thing was Seven uh, Eleven was out; their sleeping <laughs> machine was not working. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, the guy had to call the person that DoorDash two Slurpees over there. Oh man, what a time! He's like, yeah, they uh, they said they don't have any. <laughs> Is there anything else you want? <laughs> it's like that. These are stories from the Red Oak Cliff. It's like that that Circle K by my house, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Except their coffee machine works. Ah, that's right. That that one's cappuccino machine has been broken since. Well, since you lived in that house, yeah, right, a year, year and a half almost. Yeah. Um, as much as I want to end it on that Seven Eleven, that was that was genius. Uh, <laughs> there was something I forgot to say, and I, I wanted to bring up, uh, like you talked about how the uh, program is kind of, you know, like the A and M program as a whole, and the school, and you know, AD and all that has really stood together on this. Um, how about the players, and like not just like the old guys like Anaya Smith, you know, and um, 
I'm trying to think of, of who else, but a, a lot of these young guys were really fired up, like Evan Stewart, uh, Jacoby Matthews, Cam Dewberry, um, yeah, uh, and, and and Ruben Fathery. I know he's he's been here for a year, but um, Bryce Anderson, Bobby Taylor, like th- these guys are 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 proud to uh, to be at A and M and and have Jimbo Fisher as their coach, and um, I think this, this just fired them up even more and. Um, Absolutely, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's the same for them. But this made me even more excited for this football season. Oh, no doubt about it. And and that's that's what these players have been taking this on the chin for a good little while now. You know, probably since December, maybe even earlier, where where people have been making these accusations about yep. it. And I know, I know, just from being around football program in the past, like. I know what was said in, inside the locker room is guys just focus on us. Don't worry about that that outside noise. It's just noise. Don't think about it. You know, and but they're still seeing it every day on Twitter, just like you and I do. You know, and and it's about them, and and they're really supposed to not say anything about it. You know, and finally their fearless leader gets up there and just absolutely tears Nick Saban to shreds. And so yeah. Uh, I'm happy for him because, and that's, that's the other thing. Like, that's what I mean. Like the entire program was just like united in this thing of like, screw it. We're done. We're going to battle. We're, we're going to fight, you know? And, and that's a, it's a proud day to be an Aggie. It was, it was, you know, I feel like in our, our, our weird, our weird little corner of the internet, uh, of of the internet universe and things like that. Like Aggies, you know, we share a special bond and, you know, I feel like we've always had an, an us against the world mentality and, and oftentimes rightfully so, this is one of those times. And, um, it, it, it was cool to see everybody, you know, it, I mean, I guess like it was cool to see the national media actually be like, okay, Saban, you, you're, you're pretty wrong on that. And, you know, yeah. And, even if they weren't and defend us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they weren't necessarily defending us. It was just, just like the, we were all in it together. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy of your enemy is, is my friend. That's right. That's what they say. Oh, well shoot. Um, if you don't have anything else, I guess that's going to do it for today, but all good on your end. All good in Hatchy. Oh, I'm good. All right. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yep. No. Um, well, uh, I guess I guess we'll see Nick Saban on October eighth, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>